When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It is time to get up with Tampa Tom. Tremendous when his team needed it most. Did that finish mean he's not finished quite yet? Meanwhile, speaking of finish, find a fork and stick it in the Packers. Whatever is below rock bottom, that's what they hit yesterday. And the most magical seven words in the English language. Say them with me now, gentlemen. J-E-T-S. Jets. 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 Oh, I made a promise to these men. I'm going to... I'm going to be a lot to deal with on the air today. And here we go. Why are you touching me like Michael Irvin? I'm, I'm, what is going on? I, be careful here on a like that. He's my spirit animal on this day. We've got a lot to the most your physical way. He's ever been. That. But we begin with the most horrendous looking magnificent game you will see in the NFL this entire season. That's Matthew Stafford. That's Tom Brady. Super Bowl champion go. Matthew Stafford. The last two Super Bowl champions. You'll never get another head. one. Meanwhile, how about this dart? Yeah, beautiful job by Stafford collecting the snap, peeking his eyes to the left to move the safety, and then ripping that seam to Cooper Cup, who's always open. Stafford completed 13 passes yesterday. On the whole game, Cup had eight of those catches. Four minutes to go now in the third. Balance. Bucks down 10-6. Going for it on fourth and two, Aaron Donald. This felt like the game was over in this moment. Yeah. Fourth and two, you're going to get great field position as an offense. Aaron Donald does a great job, puts Brady on his back. There isn't any question who the best player on the field was yesterday, RC. It was Aaron Donald. Here he comes again. Listen, he dominated this game right up the gut. That's the way to pressure Tom Brady and make him look pedestrian. And for most of the game, that's exactly what the Rams mm. did. Next, Bucks possession on a third and 20. We're going to show you this 15-yard completion, even though it's short of the sticks because with that, Dan, Tom Brady has thrown for 100,000 yards in his career. That's <laughs> another incredible career accomplishment. I have 99,000 to go to catch him. <laughs> you can get do it, Dan. So you're saying there's a chance. All right, so it's 13 9. Fourth quarter, same score. Buck, second goal. How does he drop this? <laughs> Hits him right in the face. I'm the face. <laughs> I think really candidly the, the jump Why kind of throws jump? his eyes off. You know, you know. Fourth and goal. Brady rushed. He's got to get it out, and it's not even close. So it was like game over in that moment. And nobody except they had two timeouts left, and the Rams make no effort to get a first down. That's their third and five play. They just forced the Bucks to use their timeouts. And they punt it back to Tampa Tom with 44 seconds remaining. And here they come, the rookie tight end, Kate Otten. Yeah, excited to break this one down, Green. He does a good job of getting up the seam versus the coverage. Ball comes out of his hands. And then it's really important in these moments, if you catch the ball outside, get towards the sideline and get out of bounds. Really good job. Lex, by why are they giving him the sideline? Uh, I have no idea. Do they not realize the clock is, is the... I don't get this. The strategy was horrendous. Now 16 seconds left. End zone. Flag on Evans is the play. Is it a good call? Watch their right hand. Yeah, the wrap yeah. off the hip from Mike Evans. Easy call by those back officials. Early. First and goal. 13 seconds left from the one. No timeouts. Brady Otten. Ball game. Brady threw 58 passes in this game. That's their only touchdown. Listen to him after. That was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. You know what? 
Yes, it was. It, yeah. was. it was the worst looking great game of the entire <laughs> NFL season. And what's the observation you made about Brady in just those moments? He looked like 10 years younger on that podium. I mean, with everything that's come down on this guy, <laughs> I mean, look at him. What a like, that's, Brady. that's a young you Tom Brady. Like I, I mean, he does. I'm just telling you, man. And the way he he bounced up that podium and all that type of stuff. The man's had so much on him. He's dealing with everything. And the one thing you can always count on, well, I can kick your butt on the football field. Yeah. And then, you know, it's funny, like the Rams, though, what the hell are you doing? That's still Tom Brady. Yeah. I don't care if he's a shell of him former self. Yeah. That's still Tom Brady. Okay. Yeah. That's so my that, takeaway. You took us there. So let's dive right in. RC, I have two major questions about the way the Rams handled the end of this game, and they fit together like a hand in a glove. On the offensive side, they get the ball after that fourth down stop. They make no effort to get a first down. In fact, yes. on this play here, Cooper Cup has a chance to try and make a first down. His only uh, priority there is to make sure he doesn't get knocked out of bounds. So they are making the decision to more faith that Brady will not beat them in 45 seconds than they have in their ability to get one first down. And then the defense, as they let them come right down the field, I don't understand anything. Well, the, well, well, well the first part is they had no confidence in anybody's offense. They didn't have confidence in Los Angeles Rams' offense, but they also didn't have confidence in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady that he can move the football and score. Now, what's ironic about this is that you actually won the Super Bowl because in the divisional playoff round, you were able to get a big pass to Cooper Cup late in the game and get a field goal. Right. And so now you look at what the way that they're playing defense. What you want to say is you're going to protect deep deep, and you're going to protect the sideline. They never protect the sideline. There was no one in the flat. There, was, there wasn't anybody that had a flip a flip body posture, watching people come from inside out, being able to get them out of, um, down before they got out of bounds. This was bad execution. It almost seemed like this. We'll let you get as many yards as you can get until you get in the red zone, and then we'll try to stiffen. And if you watch the last play, they're playing the freaking run against a team that hasn't been able to run the football the entire year. There's 13 seconds left. That is bad football by the Los Angeles Rams, both not trying to get the first down on yeah. third and five, yeah. and secondly, not executing defensively. Jump in, it's Red. outstanding. And, and what RC talking about, how, how the heck you don't guard outside in yeah. On, on the perimeter is absolutely absurd because I'm going to tell you, here's what it does. It gave them a chance to reset. Every mm -hmm. time you, you yep. step, step out of bounds, the offense has a chance to reset. It's not just the play. It's not the clock just spinning. Right. It's how confident they can go to reset their play. I'm sorry. It's a, a horrible play. I, I don't understand how the hell this happens. I just and don't before, get and it. Before Dan goes, you have to give Tampa Bay this. I believe the, the scene – Right, the, the seam to the tight end early. I believe that that changed the way the Los Angeles Rams looked at playing it. Tom Brady knew they had enough time to throw that ball and get back to the line of scrimmage, and then you could see that everything shrunk inside because right. the Rams started to think, oh, wait, they will try to use the seam. Well, the, the, the Bucks have the Rams to thank for extending their season. Because yep. if they lose the game, their season's completely dead. And I guess it's still extended. And I'll credit Tampa Bay for the way they executed that two-minute drive. The Rams gave them 21 yards of cushion average on that drive. I mean, that's unacceptable. I don't disagree with the Cooper Cup slide. That's exactly the right play for Cooper Cup to do. Is the, the worst-case scenario is him for, to get out of bounds on that run. The third and five, Sean McVay, this run is, is the proper execution by Cooper. You're trying to go get six or seven yards, exactly what he does, then get down to stay in bounds to keep the clock going. The third and five... You're three and four. Your season's not going that way. You got the best receiver in football and a quarterback that led you to the Super Bowl last year. 
Throw the football and see if you can end the game. I'm not saying that Cooper Cup isn't oh. doing the right thing, considering the philosophy was, right. let's just pray the clock runs out before they beat us. Right. What I'm saying is the, the, the fact that they don't have faith they can make one first down and on end third the down. game yeah. on any play. Yeah. They did not, well, they, you run the ball in first, sliding, you run the ball in second. You're saying we're not trying to get a first down. We're just trying to make sure the clock keeps No, running. no, no. By sliding, you're saying I'm not going to do the one thing that I can't do, which is get out of bounds. You're getting a second and three, second and four, thinking we'll, get, we'll be okay. I think they pass I think that is the point for the yeah. for, for the Rams and for Cooper Cup here. Cooper Cup thinks I've gained enough yardage now that we now have two, two downs yeah. to get three or four yards. But right. we also have to remember when you slide that way, the first thing that happens is it starts where you slide. Right. right? So, so it goes back there. And so the only thing I would change about Cooper Cup, let's dive in bounds and see how many yards that we can get to get as close as we possibly can to what, the first down. What what I'm saying, uh, he has to know he's the best player on the team. I'm sorry. Go for the first Go down. Go win it. Why? Because those running backs ain't getting if, anything. If he went for the first down and he got knocked out of bounds, you well, would be on here no, crushing I him. would not. And here's why. The, the philosophy of the L.A. Rams, your, your coach, everybody praises the heck out of this guy, which we should, right? But that they've always been a team and a franchise. Go for it. It has it not even with the way they handle the draft? All that. Right. Go for it. Go for it. Were you going for it yeah. there, or were you going to let the other team not? You know, and no way we crush Cooper Cup because all he does is make plays I, for this team, and he has the freaking ball all the I time. I also say this: they I, had I just, nine I'm points shocked. up until this moment. Nine. <laughs> but here's yeah. what I'm that was, they didn't believe they could score. Correct. They, no. What I'm trying to say to you, Dan, we're having two separate conversations. It's not about he was told to do this. Yeah. He executed Absolutely. the play correctly. Right. What I'm saying is, rather than going out there thinking, let's go get one first down and end the game, they went out there thinking no matter what happens, let's make sure they use their timeouts and the clock runs down to 40 seconds. Yeah. They had more confidence in their ability to stop the greatest quarterback that ever lived than they did to, to get one first down and win the game. That speaks volumes about what they think of their own offense. I yeah. agree. The reality was the, the Bucks had nine points. Yeah. They couldn't be a drop against that defense. I they needed they needed one more inbounds completion. So the philosophy, I don't necessarily all that disagree with the execution by the offense on third down and by the defense getting so soft is my issue. My issue is that's Tom Brady still. That's, that's the point. And I'm sorry. You, he showed you for the first you better time get a first last night that right. he's still Tom Brady. Yes, and, and, you, and he looks 10 years younger. I'd Very quickly, if he didn't stay up late last night, let's show you the best quarterback in the NFL. Certainly last night he was. Oh, my goodness. Patrick Mahomes was ridiculous against the Titans on Sunday night football. Dan, second quarter, Chiefs up 3-0. Nicole Hartman. One of the favorite parts of the Chiefs offense this year is personnel and roster positional flexibility. Put him at tailback, ball comes out of his hands, easy touchdown. Meanwhile, on the other side, Derrick Henry was ridiculous in the first half. <laughs> Just look at his shoulders, though, Greeny. They stay square to the line of scrimmage. There's a huge cut to the outside. He's going to find it every time. That puts them in the red zone. RC, why not give it right to him? Absolutely. He has earned the right to get the football here. And who wants to stand in front of that freight train? Next cut. Nobody. How about this one? There's that Ow. backside cutback in that zone scheme. One foot in the ground, the right cuts all the way back behind the center. Big chunk run. You only want to see one, two. If you see both of the two, you're in trouble. <laughs> he had 17 carries for 115 yards. That's his second touchdown. Titans up 14-9 at the half. Third quarter, same score. Mahomes looking for Travis Kelsey. This one will go down as a pick, but it's not Patrick's fault. A little bit like last year. We saw some drops from this offense. Ball gets on Travis Kelsey's hand. Real quickly, pops up in the air. Easy turnover for Tennessee. Look at the frustration. Titans get a field goal, so they're up seven. 17-9, fourth quarter, same.
same score. Chiefs, third and 17. Mahomes taking himself. Watch this, though, Greeny. As he gets out, he's going to gauge like, can I actually go get this right? And that moment, now he turns on the Jets, decides to cut back into the middle of the field. Great field awareness by Patrick. Hey, Dan, we're going to watch how we use Jets here. 20 yards. 20 yards on a set of third and 17. Here he comes again. Patrick Mahomes. Here he turns out. Oh, and he's going to put a shoulder in. Take it in. Put him on that Hezzy skates. He had 63 yards rushing, but they need to get the two-point conversion. There were a bunch of penalties, and then he took it in himself again. Watch up top of the screen. McKinnon makes a big-time block. Patrick gets into that front pylon. Doesn't happen without... Jet McKinnon's big-time block on the pylon. 17-17, so overtime we go. Chiefs win the toss. They receive second and 11. This time, how about Patrick going to the ground? I, I don't understand physically how this is capable to be falling down two feet behind you and still get it out there to Kelsey. This is the play of the game. Watch 55 with his hands up. He's trying to mirror the throwing hand of Patrick Mahomes. The great patience and awareness to find Noah Gray to tip the ball. Yeah. What a big-time play by Patrick. Mahomes, 43 of 68, 446 yards. Yards passing plus the 63 rushing on the other side Malik Willis gets it he was looking for answers all night and candidly didn't have any that's a third down play it becomes fourth and forever and that's the way the ball game ends Chiefs win it 20 to 17 over 500 yards of offense from Patrick Mahomes. Meanwhile, as we continue, what the actual heck happened to Aaron yesterday? Was this the worst day of his NFL career, and what did it mean? Plus, the Sunday shocker. How did the Jets pull off the upset <laughs> oh, of the geez. year? Could someone besides the Bills no actually bias win here. this division? No bias. Brian, say it with me. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. He can't say it. I'll say it. Not doing it, Greeny. Not doing it. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Back on Get Up. We are brought to you by the CMA Awards on ABC. Live Wednesday night at 8. Let's go. 7 Central. Danny is excited. Meanwhile, Dan. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers looking to get back on track. It's a get-right game, right, against the Lions. The worst defense in the NFL. Rodgers, opening drive, what? First thing, goal, Greeny. This ball on a backside slant to Alan Lazard. The RPO is going to hit the defender in the air. You can see the frustration on Matt LaFleur's body language. Late first quarter, still scoreless. Packers third and ten. This time he's looking for Alan Lazard, and Lazard is going to make a nice catch. Packers wind up getting all the way down into the red zone. They're at the one-yard line, and then I think it could be argued this is the worst pass Aaron Rodgers has ever thrown. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but I'm probably going to agree with you. It's an awesome play call. It's an easy touchdown. Just a really poor throw. Yeah, the left tackle back to Ari is wide open behind him now. Fourth and three. Rodgers, Lazard, looks like a big pickup on fourth down, but take another look. He doesn't catch it. It's a great job by the defender to get yeah, that left no, arm in there and rip it out, but you've got to get somebody to make those contested catches when they're needed the most. So we're scoreless all the way to the end of the half, and then Shane Zilstra. Good You had to fit it into a tight window of your Let's go for the two. They get it. It's 8 nothing. Here we go again. RC, Packers, Rodgers. What is this? Listen, do you watch Aaron Rodgers throughout the entire game? He was short on throws. He was inside on throws. This is a great play by Kirby Joseph, who had himself a day. Late third. Packers still no points against the worst defense in the NFL. Finally, Lazard. But it takes a perfect throw. That's the yeah. story of their pass game right now. He's going to take a huge shot, but he drops it right into their into Lazard. And you're like, all right, maybe they finally get some things going offensive. Go for the two, don't get it. 8-6 Lions. Fourth and two, midfield. Rodgers, here's a mess. This is Samari Toure. This is their season yeah. in a nutshell. Yeah. Right, because he fumbled. <coughs> Pardon me. <laughs> And, I mean, the fact and, that and he it, makes it. And it's also, it's also Detroit <laughs> season in a nutshell. <laughs> no, <laughs> it goes out of bounds. It's nothing to sneeze at. Uh, later in the drive, 42 seconds left, 4th and 10. Game on the line. This is against a defense that averages giving up 33 and a half points per game. And Dan, when this one falls hopelessly to the ground, the Packers are done. They manage nine. This is a new low. Afterwards, here's Aaron. He had some throws for sure. I feel like we never gave up. I mean, we moved the ball well in the first half, and they threw a couple picks in the end zone. Took points off the board. So that obviously came back to hurt us down the stretch. I've been counted out many times in my life, as have many of my teammates. And I hope we just dig deep and find a way. One quick correction. How many times has Aaron Rodgers been counted out in his career? Zero. Zero times. <laughs> that, that is it. But there's a first for everything. This team is done, right? If, if, if you're, if you're going to score nine points against the Lions, who would not allowed fewer than 24 in any game and were averaging 33 and a half, why are you rolling like that? Why is that? Why is he so upset? This, this should be around you know the time that they figured it out, right? Because I think Green Bay is going to get better. That's, 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 that's should be around no, the time no, no, that they no, figured no. it out. I think it's Detroit, they gotta, right? I think they got it figured out. They're they scored nine yeah, points. Yeah, they they, they got to feel good about that. Hang on. Let me go to my contacts. This is Rex, not nice. Ryan, delete. <laughs> <laughs> this is not nice. They're being mean to Dan. Because Dan but, Dan, you have admitted the error of I was wrong about this offense. They stink on ice. I was wrong about this offense. This is the worst loss of Aaron Rodgers' career. And candidly, it's one of the worst games I've ever seen him play. 
and I've watched him take every single snap. Everything looks hard for this offense, and I don't know if I've seen him miss this many throws. The slant to Lazard, while it hits the defender in the air, it's actually going to be on his back hip instead of being high, face mask or higher down in the red zone. Aaron Rodgers never misses that throw. This is the throwback to Bakhtiari. Guys, there's no one within five yards of him if Aaron just lofts this ball like I've seen him do a thousand times for a touchdown. He misses that kid like five or six yards. And then this throw second. Watch his feet in the pocket. Tell me Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest pocket maneuvers ever, looks settled here. He's all over the place, all jittery, not trusted protection. He's got both of those benders versus cover two. That second and ten sack is on him. And I don't know the last time I saw a team in an organization saw this fall, this far, this fast, this sudden. Three years ago, they're in the NFC title game, and they lost to a team that was a throw away from winning the Super Bowl. Two years ago, they're in the NFC title game. Last year, they're the one seed, and they stink. Yeah, and so it can't be what Dan is saying for it to fall this far. It can't just be Devontae Adams. No, we can all right. say, Absolutely okay, not. they missed Devontae Adams. Right. But what else? Because th- th- this is literally hitting rock bottom yesterday. Well, I think you, when, when you look at this offense, they have no answers. And, and that's on Matt Everything's LaFleur. so hard. That's on Aaron Rodgers. It's the, the, the run game couldn't get going yesterday. And then when you look, when they're moving the football 20 to 20, you have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time who can't complete balls in the red zone. And not only can he not complete them, he's throwing interceptions. There's another play that we don't show against a split safety defense where Kirby Joseph is able to get in on a play that should be a touchdown. He's talking about from, the one of, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it Gross. should be a he touchdown from Aaron Rodgers. And every week we've come in here and we've listened to Aaron Rodgers talk about what everyone else isn't doing. Right, and that, and that implied that he's doing what he has to do. He's prepared to win football games and everybody else around him has to step up. Yesterday, yeah. it was on 12. And 12 has to be better. And if we can't count on him, in Green Bay, there is no fixing know. this. Cancel Christmas. RC, I don't know the last time I see him make this many missed throws. I mean, the, the ball that gets intercepted in the red zone, he makes the very same throw to Lazard earlier in that drive that gets batted away. I just – he's usually pinpoint, and that he, was uh, – he, like, he is, but I'll say this. It's the first time I've seen Aaron Rodgers, or we've seen Aaron Rodgers, play down – to the level of his teammates because yeah. they've all played like, like you know what. Yeah. Here's the thing I noticed most about that game. They looked absolutely disorganized to me. And the reason I say that, I watch them break in the huddle at like 12 seconds. That's like, the what the yeah. heck are you doing breaking it down, breaking out of the huddle at 12 seconds? And it happened over and over. The clock's all the way down to zero almost every snap. Is that a coaching problem? Who's, what does that I think tell you? I think they were so disorganized. And I don't know why, Greeny. Was it because Dobbs went out? Yeah, and the Who the heck's changes? the personnel? Like, yeah. hey, no, 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 RC, you're in or whatever. I don't know, but it looked dysfunctional to me. And it looked like some receivers, they still have the thing. I, I look at Sammy Watkins. Every time he throws it over Down there, the red zone. it's almost like, what are we doing? Greeny, like, you know what? Somebody's messing up. Here's what happened. You know, you know, you know, you know why people are late to dinner? Yeah. Right? Because they can't find the clothes they want to wear. Right. That's exactly why they're late to the line of scrimmage. Because Matt LaFleur, this offense, they can't figure out what the hell also they want. Lowest in the league, by the way. Himbo just gave me a stat. 43 seconds of real time. Slowest in the National Football League get plays. And by the way, in case you think it can't get worse. It's about to. Rashawn Gary, the belief is he suffered a torn ACL yesterday. So one of their best and most important players on defense looks to be lost for the season. 
Mm. Hard to imagine an any worse situation than Rodgers finds himself in today. Meanwhile, as we continue, the Sunday Shocker, the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 pull off a massive upset. We'll tell you why there is reason to be concerned about Josh Allen and the Bills. That game's coming up. Plus, how good is Justin Fields? Has he completely changed the Bears' future? The Chicago have the best young quarterback in the entire NFL. Who would have thought we'd be asking that question? But we'll answer it coming up. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We are back on Get Up. And yesterday, Josh Allen and the Bills came to visit Zach Wilson and the Jets in what turned out to be a great game at MetLife Stadium. Second quarter, Bills. Josh Allen had already won for a touchdown, and here comes another. Really good job in short yardage situations. Buffalo pins the, the outside, pulls guys for lead blockers. One of the best threats in the NFL, walk-in touchdown. 14-3, Bills at that juncture. It's 14-10 in the third. Allen looking to do more damage, but RC, Sauce Gardner is there. It's a great job in cloud coverage. Keeps his eyes on Josh Allen. This was the way you were supposed to play him last year. Sauce Gardner with an instinctive kick. That defense frustrated them throughout the second half. Then James Robinson, freight train. Good job by Zach Wilson finding a window to make that throw. James Robinson catches it on the top of the numbers, stays right there. The Jets take the lead. Now fourth quarter, the Jets got the ball on their own four-yard line in a tie game, and they just ran it right through and around the Bills. Greeny, they ran the same run play four times in a row, and then third down, main coverage. I need a slant win up top. Denzel Mims wins. Beautiful job of pacing it on his chest. Jets kick a field goal. They're up 20 to 17. Back comes Allen. A buck 43 to go. First and 10 at the 25. Stephon Diggs. But wait, Ooh. there's holding. Listen, it's holding, and this was the Buffalo Bills not executing in the most important moments of the game. And then now, here's the Jet pass rush. Here's Rex the Ryan. Jets executing right here. We only need to send four. And why? Huff knocked the stuff out of Josh <laughs> Allen right there. And the football <laughs> way to go, Jets. This ball should absolutely get caught. This thing goes 70. 
freaking yards in there. Oh my gosh, make Rolling that catch. 70 yards now, 70. But it's not enough. It falls to the ground, and in the second half, the Jet defense holds Josh Allen to almost nothing. And don't look now, but the New York Jets pull off what I think in some ways is the statement victory of the season and certainly of this new era of the Jets. And this is obviously something near and dear to your heart. What's the number one takeaway from yesterday? That the Jets are awesome on defense. This is a top five defense in the National Football League. And Greeny, and and when I talked about it, you only need to send four. Mm -hmm. They had five sacks and 15 pressures, only rushing four. That allows you to to mix your coverages in the back end, put seven in coverage. And this team, that's what it's all about. Solid did it. We saw him do it in in, uh, San Francisco with the Niners. He's brought that here to the Jets. And we're seeing it. Guys, just think, last year, this defense was 32nd. I think in you the can league. make the case it's the second best and defense in the conference. Absolutely, but this, I mean, top five in the league, overnight they, they flipped it. And to me, that's the story. I know the other story is going to be about the young quarterback, but I'm sure you'll be. We'll, we'll get to the quarterback, that. but I mean, the, the Jets feel a year ahead of schedule with what they're doing right now. Certainly, improvement was expected, but for them to be playing as well as they are and the bounce back from the very disappointing yeah. loss last week against New England in the second half yesterday, they clearly looked like the Honestly, better team. Honestly, though, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because imagine the conversation if Zach Wilson protects the ball. Last week, oh. imagine a conversation if you beat New England yeah. one week at MetLife and you come back and beat the Buffalo Bills. We're not talking about this team as just being one of the best defenses in the conference. You're talking about this team competing for an AFC championship. I said it on Friday on NFL Live. I thought this was the best matchup we'd see defensively against the Buffalo Bills. Early on, it didn't look like that. You get the double move by Stephon Diggs yeah, early. Then he's yeah. working DJ Reed on the other side. And you thought, oh, just another day for Jeff and Allen. That's what I call Steph. And Josh, right? <laughs> Jeff and Allen is just doing what they do. And in the second half, you saw them mix the coverages up. They moved Sauce Gardner around. This was a great job defensively, stopping who I thought was on his way to winning the MVP in Josh Allen. This is a team nobody's going to want to play down the stretch because they run the football and they defend. It reminds me of an old Jets team we had to see in the AFC Championship. Which was coached by a fellow by the name of Rex Ryan. And as far as the quarterback is concerned, last week you said he needed to grow up. And I agreed with you completely. It was only a week later, but maybe he grew up a little bit. He certainly did in uh, yesterday's game, in, in, in that game. And the reality was that Zach Wilson did everything that in the previous week against New England he needed to do, but he didn't. You know, that's when he, like, I understand it's not fun to throw the ball away, Zach, because you're so talented. This is a stretch of plays. This is huge. Man coverage, no one's open, right? Last week, he threw the ball to the other team. This week, he runs around, throws the ball away. Very next play, this is the live to see another down moment. Third and nine, next play. Man coverage, everyone's gloved up. The fact that you threw the ball away gave you the opportunity to now go put your foot in the ground and scramble to go get a huge first down. So look at the trickle-down effect, right? Let's go to later in this drive. It's all connected. It's third and three. Now you have the opportunity. Man coverage. No one's open. They drop out an underneath guy versus that choice route. Go use your feet and go get a first down instead of throwing the ball to the other team. Very next place, first down, what's going to happen? You get the motion, move the defenders, you leave one backside. Zach's got to do a good job of finding the window for the screen, dump it off to James Robinson. He stays off the top of the numbers and equals a touchdown. You see how all that's connected? Yeah. And I know like there's the cliche of live the fight another. Sometimes I hate when people say it. 
But there's the example of why it gets well, said, the other and he did grow up. You gotta, you have to give the offensive coordinator Mike Lafleur credit because no what question. you do know happened all week. Don't throw interceptions, Zach. Could protect the ball, Zach. We have a great defense, Zach. We'll be in the game as long as we can win the turnover yeah. battle, Zach. And you hear that, and you hear that, and you pound it. And then for Zach Wilson to listen yeah. and execute, that is the growth that we've seen in this team in simply a year. Yeah, RC, I agree. And, and I, I think it's important for everyone to understand. No one, us nor the Jets fans, wants Zach to not be aggressive. They got a great – he could be aggressive, but don't be reckless. Yep. And that's right. what we saw yesterday. And I think the – Sean McVay used to always say, like those throwaways, it's the only play – or it's the right play because it's the only play. Right. There's nothing else to do with the football. And that's right. what I – like I saw that from Zach yesterday. I think Lafleur gets credit because they were balanced on offense. Mm. All right, here's a young guy that – look, he, you know, here's what I always see in the league. Guys trying to get head coaching jobs. Yeah. I got to show that my quarterback, I'm developing this quarterback. I'm a boy You wonder. do that by winning games. Yep. And to yep. me, balance is the key. If you're going to beat Buffalo, good teams, you got to be balanced. By the way, 70% completion rate against the number one defense in the National Football League. I just received confirmation of my opponent uh, of my uh, appointments for today. A name changes. I'm changing my name to Quinnen. Uh, and <laughs> my kids are going to be Garrett Sauce, good. and my wife is going to be How good is Garrett Wilson? Salah. I love him more than life itself. In the meantime, we have to talk about the Bills because a funny thing happened on the way to the Bills steamrolling through yeah. the entire conference on their way. You know, even the week before against Green Bay, shaky in that second half yesterday. Allen, shaky a little bit yesterday. Is there cause for concern? I mean, there's cause for concern, but we obviously know what this team is. We know what that quarterback is. And you look at the second half of both of those games, the other thing that, ran tr- that rang true – the op- opposing offense ran the football right. like the Buffalo Bills. Teams are keeping them off of the field. Now, you, if you're a Josh Allen, you feel like you have to go out and make a play because you're defensively you're not playing as good as you have been throughout the season. I think that Josh Allen is still going to be great down the stretch. This is the team that's going to be uh, vying for the AFC Championship. The problem is this. When we think a team is good, we go, they should go undefeated. They should never lose. Well, guess what? It's only happened once, guys. (laughs) When you look at the New York Jets and what they present, they are a tough challenge for the Buffalo Bills, and they found a way. Cause for concern. Are you worried at all about Buffalo? No. Winning cures all? Nope. And winning covers all in the NFL. Buffalo is still the best team in the AFC. You got to go through them. Two things, though, that you have to pay attention to. Right. Josh Allen, since the start of last season, has thrown the second most interceptions in the NFL. So we got to reel that in just a little bit. And then the fourth quarter, to your point, Darcy, the Jets outrushed them 74 to yep. 12. Mm. So they're the team to beat in the AFC, but there's stuff you got to coach. And the biggest concern, close games. Close games. Look, 2 and 7, Josh Allen is 2 and 7 in one score games. That's huge. Like, so that is huge. And it's funny because I was the guy that was saying this team looks like a team that can go undefeated because of the depth. And, and, and you have the best player in the league in Josh Allen. But you know what? Teddy Bruschi is funny. I was talking with Brew, and he was telling me, he goes, they, I don't know if they have the cha- uh, championship medal. And to me, there's something, something about it. And we know they Kansas City it. does. And yeah. look, maybe the conversation is this. Are the Bills the best team in the AFC? They yes. probably still are. Is it Buffalo or the field anymore? Right. It does not feel that no, way right now. Meanwhile, the weekend is not over. Good one tonight. Monday night matchup. We got Lamar Jackson in the first place Ravens in New Orleans to take on the Saints in a game that means a lot in that NFC South. 8 Eastern on ESPN. Manning cast on ESPN2. Coverage starts Monday night countdown 6 Eastern on ESPN. Coming up, it was the best post-game celebration of the year. Is it time, <laughs> is it time to believe in Kirk Cousins and the
the Vikings. You like that. I you like it. that. It's weekend plus. Oh, RC, what a weekend in college football. Woo! Is the era of Nick Saban's <laughs> dominance. Okay, nephew. We will ask Paul Feinbaum. And I think RC. Why you got to ask Paul? I know. I know what's going on in Death Valley better than Paul. <laughs> we'll be right back. Back on Get Up, DC, our next stop for the Kirk Cousins revenge game. Vikings are good in the red zone. Cousins, Justin Jefferson, unstoppable. Just watch the extension. This corner out, good coverage. Fully extended oh. by Jefferson. I love the throw by Kirk Cousins and the touch mm. of it. Mm. He's got that the, ain't Mike Grady. That's the best Grady in the I NFL. Third quarter. This is a crazy play. This is a great read by Taylor Heineken. <laughs> First of all, the referee is going to get laid out. The and then love defenders. it. No one went into Gamma Gamma Rush Week. <laughs> <laughs> great play by the official tripping up the Viking. I love it. Dan Snyder back uh, at work. Come on, Blacks, though. <laughs> no one touches Curtis Dan Daniel. 10-7. 17-10, Commanders. Heineke, pick Harrison Smith. He's still one of the best ball-hawking safeties in all the NFL. Sees vision front side, comes off the backside. Easy interception for that Minnesota defense. This is my favorite celebration of the season, RC. Boom. Oh, oh wait. wait. Look, I can't. Oh, oh. I might not go down. Oh, after the pick, it's Cousins, it's Dalvin Cook. They got weapons this everywhere. Yeah, beautiful yeah, job by tacking that back. He kind of fakes to the flat and goes to the back corner. Tied at 17. Here we go now. Final four minutes. This is Jefferson for a 10-yard gain, and that's going to put the Vikings in field goal range. They work the clock, and then Greg Joseph will line up for a 28-yard field goal with 16 seconds remaining. It's up. It's good. The Vikings are 7-1. They win it 20-17. to And for Cousins, sweet redemption. Back in the place where it all began. Listen to him after the game. You like it on three, one, two, three. You like it! Yo, that's a perfect example. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see you, DJ Kurt. Lil Kurt. We got all kind of names for Kurt. Kurt Busy. Yeah. I see you. Bam. Hey, Kurt been in the gym too. Yeah. Got that. Here's what I will His frame say. look good. He's he's all right. Right. Kirk Cousins' celebration was lit. Uh, and that looks like me when I finally made my Delta flight out for the college football game this weekend. <laughs> yeah, you met friends. <laughs> all right, here's the question. So the Vikings, no team has ever been 7-1 and one and gotten less attention that they have, even though they made the big acquisition of the tight end last week, and maybe part of it is a lack of overall belief in that quarterback. That's the question on the screen. Are the Vikings Super Bowl contenders? Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And here's why. Grinny, they're going to host at least one playoff game. Probably two. And maybe two. And so absolutely gives you a chance. And their offense has been absolutely crazy. And here's the other thing. They keep winning these one-score games. Sometimes the that, opposite that of last matters. year for them. That's yeah, last big. year they couldn't beat anybody. Correct. And so that's what's changed. And look, they, I like that this offense, I think, can compete with any offense in the, in the National Football mm-hmm. League. When you got Dalvin Cook, Je- uh, Justin Jefferson. By the way, they just got Hawkinson. They won't use him very much. He had nine yeah, catches. Nine catches. He had nine day. catches. The, the question oh. is, and you played with him. Yep. Is, do we have enough faith in Kirk Cousins in a conference playoff that does not figure to feature Aaron Rodgers? Yep. Maybe not Brady in a meaningful way. So we're talking about some unproven other yep. quarterbacks. Do you have faith in Cousins to take them to the Super Bowl? You know Bowl? what? I do have faith in Kirk because they're trying to take it out of Kirk's hands. 
right? They're, they're trying to give him everything possible to surround him, to give him opportunities to get the footballs out of his hands to good football players in space. No one can cover Justin Jefferson. No. K.J. Osborne has been a revelation in the slot this year. We know what Dalvin Cook is. You add T.J. Hawkinson, and I haven't mentioned Adam Thielen right. yet. Yes, so when you think right. about all that this team has offensively, now it's about Kirk believing in himself. And it's seen year after year, Kirk has had to kick tick off like, uh, like marks of, of, of a reaching goals and accomplishing mm-hmm. goals to get to this point. And I think now he's finally at a place because he also might be playing against uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, who we don't know much about. You buy him, Dan, yes or no? You're buying the team, the, the, the Vikings as a contender. I do not buy the Vikings as a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I think that they are offensively the third best skill group in the NFC outside of Philadelphia and San Francisco. I'll give them that. I don't know about the defense. This past defense has not been great. Yeah, Darius Smith has been awesome. I also say this, dude. If you're not physically as good as Philadelphia and San Francisco, it's hard for me to trust you. I'm with the offense. But I know Philadelphia is going to come and just play here-it-comes offense. Yeah. And San Francisco is going to come. Here-it-comes defensively. And I don't believe or trust that Minnesota is, is ready physically yet. That is true, but we also have to remember the top the, the, the three teams you're talking about, the quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins. So it won't be that situation where we're looking at the quarterbacks. That's a fair point. Well, but you're leaving out one because I asked everybody to put in there who is your biggest threat to the Eagles right now in the NFC, and you left out Dak Prescott. Because oh I'm still God. riding. How about them, Cowboys? <laughs> Overlook them at your own risk. Okay, an incredible Sunday in the NFL. We will have much more on that. <laughs> You're but unreal, man. It was a very, very impactful Saturday in college. Let's talk about that. Three of the top six teams in the country lost this weekend. Georgia, meanwhile, showed it is still the top dog, knocking off number one Tennessee with a convincing performance, 27-13. The defense, six sacks, shut down the offense completely. Notre Dame, meanwhile, just crushed Clemson, winning by 21, and it wasn't that close. That stops a 14-game winning streak for the Tigers, and then LSU in overtime went for the two and knocked off Alabama. Oh, Tigers. I will remind you that no team has ever reached the playoff with multiple losses, which of course brings us to Alabama. Here's a very happy LSU Tiger. That's Paul Feinbaum who'll jump in. I'll start with you, RC. How do you describe that win for Brian Kelly and LSU knocking off Alabama? I think think the first thing it says is that Brian Kelly did what he had to do. Brian Kelly went to LSU because he could never beat Nick Saban at Notre Dame. Now you have the talent. Now you have the spot to go there. Have the talent you need around you to make huge plays. The one thing we knew was that Brian Kelly could coach football. And this is his statement saying that this LSU team is different from the teams we've seen in the past. Meanwhile, Paul, what do we say about Nick Saban today? That's the first time in several years he's lost multiple games in the regular season what do we say this morning he's out uh, for the most part of this year there's an 11 percent chance or a 17 percent chance in other words there's no chance of alabama getting back in and what does that mean greeny that means this will be the out of the last five seasons nick saban has one title that's that's a career for most people for nick saban it feels like that window is closing tightly now it, it, maybe there's a crack in this dynasty, but you can't claim a dynasty when you when you have one title in the last five years. In the meantime, you were talking yesterday about their, their, their failures on the road. They don't win road games. And how about the coaching? What have you seen from the coaching in them so far this season? 
I think this is the worst coaching job that Nick Saban has done at Alabama in 15 years. Now, you compare that wow. with, with six titles. Uh, that may not be saying very much, but four times this year, Greeny, four times he has been outcoached by the other team. Two of those against Texas and Texas A&M. They pulled it out on the final play two times against Tennessee and Josh Heupel, and obviously Saturday against Brian Kelly. They lost on the last play. Meanwhile, how about Clemson just getting, Dan, I'll come to you on this one, just getting their doors blown off. By, it's interesting that on the same night that Brian Kelly gets that huge Marcus win at LSU, Freeman. his predecessor, or his, uh, the, the man who succeeds him, I should say, gets by far his biggest win at Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame and LSU had the second and third biggest wins of the weekend. UConn getting to 5-5 five and five with Jim Moore. <laughs> but no, in all the truth about Clemson, I think the reality is this. Dabo's great skill or trait is like his loyalty and his undying belief in his players. Got to make the move. Got to make the move at quarterback. And the weird thing is Dabo did it years ago with Kelly Bryant and Trevor Lawrence. Said Kelly Bryant's good, but Trevor Lawrence is better. They've got a true freshman, Cade Klubnik, who's a superstar talent. We've seen this offense under DJ Uyunglele for the better part of a year and a half, almost two years. Yeah. It's not good anymore. So that is a massive – Clemson's done. They're yeah. done out of the playoff. And I think they're at a little bit of a crossroads or, uh, program-wise because at some point they got to kickstart their program because it doesn't look like it did three or four years well, I, ago. Well, I think the difference is that, that, that DJ was supposed to be the Trevor as well. Yeah. Right. We didn't think that Kelly Bryant was that sort of player. When you have a Trevor Lawrence sitting behind him, right. it's easy to make that move. But also, shout-out to Benjamin Morrison. His dad, Daryl Morrison, was my chaplain for the Washington at that time. The that's, Washington, the, that's the pick six kid, the pick right? Kicks, the pick six, great kid, great family. Just Greeny, can I share love. this about LSU real? Because I had them about three weeks ago, and they got their doors blown off them by Tennessee. Yeah. And Brian Kelly said to me, we were talking pregame, and he said, Dan, you know what this place needs more than anything? An adult. And he goes, that's why I'm the perfect fit for it. And it kind of seems like that's happening down there. So that's a, a huge win for them. Paul, I want to run through a few quickly with you here. First off, do you agree? Is Clemson definitely out of the mix? Long gone. I mean, they have no path back, Greeny. They're done. Right. Okay, how about Tennessee? Tennessee loses in very one-sided fashion. Yeah. They have the win over Alabama that suddenly doesn't feel exactly the same as it did Saturday morning. Does Tennessee still have a real path to get into the football playoff? They have a really good shot. Remember, they had yep. that win over LSU that Dan alluded to. They, they, they got a, a tremendous break by Clemson getting knocked out. They need, they need some more help, though. They need TCU to lose, and that could yep. happen. They play t uh, t TCU is at Texas this week, Baylor later, and a championship game. So if that happens, then they have a pretty good shot at getting back in. All right, and then finally, Paul, we will get the second rankings from the committee tomorrow night. What should they be? What are the fine-bound four right now? It's going to be very easy. Uh, they're going to start with Georgia and then more than likely Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU. Tennessee will be right there between the four and five line. Oregon just can't move up because, remember, the 46-point loss to Georgia. But Oregon is a team to keep your eye on right now. Real quick. I think the reality is this. Big Ten comes down to Michigan-Ohio State. If right. that game is really close, I can see both of those teams getting into the college football playoff. We will wait and see. Don't forget, tomorrow night, the exclusive reveal. You will get the second rankings of the season. Recent company will be there. We break them down top to bottom at 7 Eastern tomorrow night on ESPN. Paul, thank you. As we continue on Get Up, vintage Brady, Tampa Tom, terrific, a miracle drive. Did it save the season? And what role did the Rams play in allowing it to happen? We're talking about it next. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. You know, just like for a winning sports franchise, one teammate at a company can step up and lead the change that's necessary for sustainable success. Isn't that right, Johnny? 
<laughs> That's right, Greeny. As thought leaders for all things related to work, workers, and the workplace, Sherm knows that just one person can cause an effect. Sherm's goal is to help the HR community identify those leaders and maximize morale and productivity while improving society. So team up with Sherm to cause the effect you want to see in the workplace. One person can cause an effect. One person in HR can challenge outdated hiring practices, champion modern benefits, advocate for pay equity, and turn jobs into careers. HR empowers others to not only dream of change, but to create it. The actions of a few affect the lives of many. Join Sherm today to cause the effect you wish to see in the workplace.